are live. All right, gang. Welcome back to the soapbox. Boom. Here we go. So um, I want to jump in and uh, dive into another another uh, topic here. If you, you know, I, I kind of I've been writing some things down, kind of inspired by different things, um, and I think that something I really enjoy to talk a lot about is something. Um, you know, it really doesn't have too much to do with fitness. In fact, nothing at all. But uh, it has to do with lifestyle and what lifestyle you decide to leave. And it really has to do with, with finances. And and what I mean by that is, you know, what how do you how you choose to live? I think is a really good reflection of your your lifestyles from the perspective of finances and economics. And a lot of people. There's a lot of information out there um, about this, and I think the biggest thing, the best advice I can give in one small phrase is live small. Live small. And that's what I want to talk about. And that's what the soapbox I want to chat about here is, you know, how do we, you know, live small? And why live small? And, and does that mean a lesser quality of life? And, and you know, I think that I think that we all could do better off in life if we actually lived with a little sense of urgency, and maybe urgency is not the right uh, phrase. Maybe with a sense of concern. And again, I don't think that this is something that is—it's not negative. I think sometimes when when, I, when when it's phrased this way, it's easy to look at it like, "Well, why would you want to deprive yourself?" And you know, but and and I think let's let's utilize an analogy of food. And nutrition, and the the problems that we are seeing in the world right now, right? So, it's no doubt that we have, you know, in, let's just say United States of America, where seventy percent of Americans have uh, death caused by chronic disease, and that's uh, preventable, whether it's heart disease, obesity, hypertriglyceridemia, hypertension, glucose intolerance, things like that, right? And and if you look back to it, it has to do with living in excess from a nutritional perspective less of actually living small or being restrictive. It is much easier to, and it's funny because it's sort of like um, these examples are identical. Yeah, there's counter, you know, they, they you know, overconsumption versus underconsumption, right? So in, in the nutritional world, what, it, what we know works, no matter what nutritional regimen you follow, caloric restriction is important. We cannot overeat. We don't want to overfeed an organism because the minute we do that, it leads to being very sick. But it's much easier and it's tastier. The instant gratification is there if you eat more, right? I mean, and again, what do we eat more of and what is the root cause of mostly all of this is, is carbohydrates, specifically processed, right? And these, these foods are calorically dense, addictive in nature, and readily available, right? So when you think about these things, it's easy to understand why we have an you know, by what is it, 2050, we're going to see 100 million Americans be diabetic, and 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 that's what we're that's the data that's that's being shown, and that's crazy. Yet the solution is so simple, right? Where well, we need to just under under feed the organism from what you think you need to, right? And what that means is you don't need to starve yourself. You just need to be in a caloric deficit. You shouldn't be consuming anything. That you everything that you want, rather, you should be consuming what you need, not what you want. That doesn't mean 
you need to deprive yourself either. That doesn't mean that, and also, what are your goals, right? And also, where are you relative to your goals? These are decisions we need to, to and, 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 and assertions we need to deliver, right? So, like, if you're 10% body fat and you want to go out and have a cheat night, you probably can and you have a little more wiggle room than if you're 25% body fat, but you want, and your goal is to, say, get down to 10 you want to compete at the CrossFit Games or the whatever it might be, you have less wiggle room for how many cheat nights you might have in preparation for that than if you're just looking to live a healthy life and, you know, body fat percentage is not too important for you. You just want a healthy level. You want to be, you know, around in between 10 and 20% body fat, something like that. So, but again, if you're, if that's where you want to be, but you are at 30% body fat, then the amount of cheat nights that you have, for, you know, might also be something to consider, right? These are all things that you should consider. So one is what is the goal, right? And for the most part, you know, most of us have the same goal. We want to be healthy. We want to blah, 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 right? And also where you are relative to that goal will dictate also levels of commitment, levels of consistency, so on and so forth. You take the same, and, 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 and it's funny because it's so, it's nutrition on paper is not hard. And, and this is the thing, you know, yes, it's a multi-billion dollar industry and, 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 and I'm sure many listeners are out there probably right? like, well, come on. But, but of course, like no one argues with what is effective. But what people struggle with is implementation because there's emotions, there's religion, there's life that you've lived, there's your habits that you've developed, all of these, th and there's, there are potentially disorders that you've developed as well that you need to work with and through. And these are real issues. So when we talk about nutrition, we're not talking about facts really anymore because no one's arguing those really. And if you are, you're just not that smart, you're dumb, right? It's like, great, be in a caloric deficit, awesome. You know, eat a, eat a, you know, and, and from there it's like, well, exactly what you do, yeah, we can get into the weeds. But the reality is don't overfeed the organism, check. Got it. Effective. Right? So then the next step there is how do we tie this to to finances? Well, live small, right? And, and, and again, what you know, it's funny. It's like, well, if we want to get sick and you want to potentially, you know, lower your quality of life and end your quality of life sooner, well, overeat and overfeed your organism. If you want to be if you want to end up in a really bad spot or just be unhappy much sooner, then you need you overspend, right? So in, you over spend what you have you're over consuming right whereas you know that's something that we really need to understand is that from a from a financial perspective we need to live small with an eye on the goal and it's relative right because it is relative to your goals as well right Living small is relative to where you are. When you're 20 years old, living small might mean a lot, something a lot different than when you're 30 and when you're 40 because of where you're at in life. But these are things that... Here are some, some of the topics that can really assist you in living small, okay? One, have a budget. And what is that budget? Have a household PL. What money is coming in, what money is leaving, and what money is left over. And you should probably reevaluate this PL every year, if not every month. I like to do it every month. Okay. Then, what do you need? What do you want? What are your goals? Okay. 
and then match that up against what you are doing, right? So, are you working? Are you married? Do you have kids? Are you both working if, you're, if you have a partner? How many jobs do you have? Do you have one job? Do you have a side hustle? Do you have multiple side hustles? Do you have reoccurring revenue that comes in from something else or not, right? And, and I know I'm hitting you with a lot of things here, but all of these come into play, right? And then, and then from there, that allows you to understand, well, what, you know, what do you actually want in life? So if you say to me, okay, I want to, what I want to do is be able to clock out at 5 p.m. And I don't want to think about work at all. Great. So which means you're going to work a nine to five or whatever job it might be. And you might be happy, you might not. But again, with that mindset, you're probably not going to grow super fast. You might grow within that job and be successful and get sort of regular sort of promotions from that perspective. But you're, you're probably not going to, you're, you're going to hit some ceiling based off your goals, which is fine. Which means you're, 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 what you're bringing in from a money perspective is probably consistent. But that's really about it. Which means then from there, your lifestyle should be built around that. Well, what do you need? Right? And, and this is a tough one because I think a lot of people really don't understand what they need, right? And what I always like to do is, is run through the notion of, do I need this? Well, usually the answer is no, honestly. So then from there, it's like, well, where, what, what is important to you and what is your quality of life? So before you have a kid, because when you have a kid, that's even more of a challenge because normally when you have a kid, it's like, well... I want to give this child the best life that they they could ever have. Um, so you start to make irrational decisions based off that because you think that you're doing it for them and it's selfless, but it, it might actually be selfish if you're if you're overgiving and overreaching and you're not actually setting them up for success for the future. So that's a really slippery slope, much harder because of the emotions uh, tied into that. But if you don't have a kid, it's like, well, like what do you what do you what do you want, right? It's like, well, vacation's really important to me. And what does that mean? Well, I need to, I want to go away a couple times a year. Well, then how do you achieve that? Which means maybe you can't go out to dinner, uh, you know, any, more than once a month, right? Maybe you can't get coffee, you know, out. You need to make coffee. Where can you save this money, right? So like, but maybe someone else is like, well, I really enjoy going out to dinner twice a week. Well, that means maybe you can't go out on vacation three times a year, two times a year, whatever it might be, right? So you start to understand this and you can lay out a, a month plan, a six month plan, a year plan. And what this allows you to do is make like, really meaningful assertions about your life, what you want and what you don't want. And also being savvy, right? What do you want to spend money on? What, what can you can you get something for free? Can whatever it might be. It's like you need to challenge yourself, right? Like just because you can do something doesn't mean you should, right? And that's another concept of living small. It's like it's a slippery slope to say you can afford this, which means you need to change your mindset, right? What are you putting into savings? First, what are you giving yourself to budget? Living small, it, you know, can can be solved easily with. Well, giving yourself a sort of like what you call a working budget, right? Sort of like a a, a, a house, you know, uh, an HWB, right? A household working budget, um, and that and 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 that takes into account all of the necessary expenses from mortgage to car payments to utilities to food, which you should have down to a T. And then from there, you know, you know what on top of that is what you can then skim across, and then even from you know for your you know. Like, you know, entertainment and other lifestyle expenses. But, you know, another piece is like, well, and, and this is a challenge. I always challenge myself. It's like, how much money on top of that can I save, right? And 
And so living small is, and, and, you know, and it's tough because as you get older, it's easy to forget that, right? It's like, oh, like, you know, you, what you, what you could live in when you were 20, why does that change when you're 25, right? Like, well, are there actual changes such as my car uh, or my kid or whatever it is, right? Like I have a kid now, so I probably shouldn't have a bigger place, but like, what couldn't you live without then now, but you could five years ago, ask yourself that question. And if it's like, well, this would make me happy. Oof. Maybe that's a discussion for another podcast, but why would this thing make you happy? Now, an another deeper question is, well, this would make my life easier. Okay. Now I can get on board with that. Why? And this is where like, there's nothing wrong with spending the money you've made, but it really has to be important to you. And also have, you have to understand the sacrifices you might have to make um, if you're going to get that, right? So like maybe it means you can't go on vacation if you're going to put a pool in your backyard, but that, which makes sense because you don't have to go other places, right? But, you know, the pool is a good example is because, well, why would, well, do we need this? No. What would, how would it make your life? Would it make it your life easier, right? I don't know. Would it? You know, and, and the reason why is that you don't have to travel anywhere, right? And you don't have to go to other places. So, you know, these, these are, are really valuable questions to ask yourself with anything. And the last thing I want to leave on here in this podcast is sort of the doomsday scenario of like, well, what is the doomsday scenario for you? Like, well, what if you lose your job? Can you still pay for this? Right? Like, and so like, what does it say that you should have six months salary that you're currently making six months of all of your salaries, yourself, your partner, whomever in savings minimum, which allows you to live for six months off your savings and your, and your quality of life doesn't change. Right? So that is, that's an important, that's an, that's an important metric because have you done that? Right? Well, in order to achieve that, you need to live small. Treating your house, your home, your life like a business is important. If you don't know how to run a business, get help, right? If you're going to start a business tomorrow, well, are you going to ask for help? Well, I hope you do. Um, you know, and I think the same thing it is with, with, with finance. And, and then at some point you might not need help, but then, but, it, but then as you get older, it might get complex. Uh, it might just become time consuming. So you actually just might want help. And that's another thing is like you spend money on things that you want are unqualified to do or someone is quali more qualified than you to do or what is your time value you spend money on let's say you want someone to clean your house mow your lawn something like that well you could probably do those tasks but why would you pay someone else maybe because your time is better spent somewhere else okay now it's not that you would want to be doing something else if you have the ability and money to do that then that's great you've reached another level but you know again at that point you know you it, it, it these conversations still happen just with other things right you know so it's like you know all right, a diy project well i don't want to do that because i don't you know my time is better spent somewhere else great you know and that's also 
those are the, th the, the things that we start to think about uh, when we start to actually make decisions. And I think about this all the time. Do I want to pay for someone to mow my lawn or not? Well, what, what is an hour and a half worth of my time? Do I have that kind of time? Do I have the money to be able to pay for that so I can spend that hour and a half with my kid? Well, you know, so and you have to make these decisions, but you know, and I don't think the decision you make matters as much as do you have the thought process and questioning and discussion with yourself or or whomever before you make those decisions, because then you're making educated decisions, right or wrong, you know, good or bad. You're at least making those decisions that are educated. So, again, living small is something that I, I just wanted to. To discuss and 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 I think that that the, the the last thing is you know if you want to do if you want more in life a live you know living small will force you to learn how to do right and I, I heard this quote the other day is that doers will always do and takers will always take right and what that means is like if you're a doer and you commit to that and you're, you will always do something and 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 find a way and that's the thing is like. If you want to make more money, it's not hard to make more money. You just have to do, right? The problem is most people don't want to do, so they complain. And they want to take. And the reality is, is like takers actually count on the doers to do because they need to take from somebody, and whether it's a bigger system or directly, right? It's the truth. And and the nice thing is, is that doers usually will keep will keep their head down and do what they do and, and not even worry about the takers, which is awesome, which is great. But the minute you start concerning yourself with others is usually when you become a taker, not a doer. And the reality is, I believe that you should be a doer, not a taker. Now, yes, this world probably doesn't go around if you have 100% doers and no takers. But it's, it's, I do find it ironic that most of the takers are often the most vocal. Most of the doers are not. Why? Because what are they doing? <laughs> They're working. They're getting it done. They're focused on their goal, right? Because it's it's it, it should consume you if you want to you know succeed and achieve. I thought that's funny. And and, and Ashraf, are you a taker? Right. Right. And you know, what does that mean? What are you doing? Right. Really ask yourself that. It's a unique time in the world. There's a lot of you know. Where do you sit? If are you a business owner? Do you employ people? What are you doing? That's why the, this climate's really challenging for people, because. When doers are told that they can't do, that's tough. That's a tough thing. So that's why I think you're seeing a lot of divide, right? But again, if you've lived small, you at least have the have the sanctuary to know that you can take care of yourself, even in times of struggle, in peril, in times of in, in, when you don't agree with what's happening. That's the beauty of it. It allows you to be centered and focused and not speak or act irrationally or emotionally. It allows you to be to be objective, and that's the beauty of living small. It allows you to be objective. Be rational, step back and think and make meaningful assertions about the situation in front of you and then tweak for changes in your behaviors and best practices. Gang, that's the soapbox. Good chatting. We'll see you.